this time we are back to pivot welcome season two episode 11 the one with the lesbian wedding we've got lots to talk about there is actually a lot to talk about i mean yeah there, there's definitely a lot with this episode mm-hmm. um especially i mean just off the top talking about gay marriage from 1996 until 2023 mm-hmm. like that's the big one but mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot in this episode and i'm really excited Yeah. Before we get into it, I wanted to talk to you. I saw Barbie. (gasps) Okay. Okay. Now I'm going to reel it in because my reaction may not be yours. So I'm going to table my expectations. Go. From what we know, it probably is different. No. Yes. So to recap, you really loved Barbie, right? You, you saw it, I think right when it came out, right? Yeah. I saw it on, on the day it it released. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw it this last weekend And my overall thoughts are, I really liked the movie. Nice. I really liked the movie. Um, I went with Graham. Yep. So I, he got a lot of brownie points because I, you know, I think men should see the Barbie movie a thousand percent. Right. And I think if a man does not want to see the Barbie movie, I think that is a big red flag and they are a misogynist. Run. <laughs> um. But I was really, honestly, I was really worried going into seeing the Barbie movie because I had seen some stuff. I was worried that it would be the too obvious in your face, cringy feminism, like fuck the patriarchy. I I don't like that stuff. Yes. Okay. You know what I mean? Yep. And so while the movie still had some of that, Mm -hmm. I did not find it annoyed me. To the point where I was like, this is too obvious. This is too like women empowerment, women supporting women. Like that shit drives me crazy. I did not feel that from the movie. Right. I was waiting for America Ferreira's speech because I had seen a lot. Yes. And I was like, I was like, oh, that might be annoying. But it actually surprised me that it wasn't that bad. Oh, interesting. It really wasn't that bad. I think I, I I really did love the movie, especially like two parts really resonated. One where when they go, when they go into the real world and they're skating in Santa Monica or slash Venice Beach. Yeah. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Barbie movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Who hasn't? And um and just the different experiences that Barbie and Ken each have. Ken is like, oh my God, everyone's staring and he feels kind of empowered. And Barbie's like, <laughs> yeah, there's this kind of violent undertone. Like, okay. <laughs> and like, as a woman, everyone has had that experience of just being looked at like you were a piece of meat yes. with violent undertones, which is the a really good way to explain it. I totally agree. I so resonated with that moment too. And I think most women could argue that and I didn't think of it as violent undertones until she said that and I was like holy shit yeah that's exactly Mm -hmm. what it feels like it's just Mm -hmm. like this uncomfortability but the the possibility of violence is there Mm -hmm. but I've never put that into words so yeah I love that moment too and and then just when they're in the real world and Ken is is like basically um finding uh patriarchy like (laughs) It's really, it's really funny. Cause like, I feel like we are so 
just indoctrinated and like we don't blink an eye at it. But when you see a man understanding what patriarchy is and how it's so funny, how it's just me- like the world is meant for him. Yeah. Like white male. It's hilarious oh, because yeah. we just take it for We just like, yeah, that is the world we live in. Guys, you know, doing sports, guys like slapping their butts and mm-hmm. doing whatever. And like, he's just like so excited that there is a world that is made for him. And right. that is funny to see a man realize that for the first time. Yeah. It, it's just like new eyes and oh yeah, it's so good. It's so funny. It's yeah. done so well. Yeah. And Ryan Gosling is great. Oh my God. Right. I loved the oh. Ken battle. That was so funny. <laughs> oh my god i love that whole scene and the actor who plays like his arch nemesis really Liu. love him like yeah. really love him they did a great job and like um i think it, there were parts that kind of dragged on a little bit mm. that i felt and there were some kind of like oh, okay yeah that's the fem like obvious i was talking to graham and you know just based on what we've been doing in our personal development over the last few years it definitely is the white feminism, white feminist eye of feminism, right? It doesn't really address any issues facing black or brown or, or people of color or yeah. women of color, right? Absolutely. It is that traditional white women view of eye, um, feminism. Right. They, they mention it very briefly. I think it's an America for airline where she talks about it and it's very much like a quick, it's, it's, it's a, like a very quick line of like, talking about and maybe it's her maybe it's Issa Rae who I absolutely adore uh who's the president Barbie mm-hmm. and some one of those two mentioned something about marginalization and how mm-hmm. like feminism isn't always you, you, kind of what you're talking about right so but yeah it definitely hits on the greater audience and misses that mark I think which I think is okay I don't think that that can all be in one movie. I, I don't think it's fair to ask the Barbie movie to address every sector of feminism I, in one movie. I think you would have lost, like, I think what the Barbie movie did is it like almost like a little bit of a wake up and it's like, oh yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of like reigniting those feminism fires. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you would have lost a little bit of that message because people are, sensitive is not the right word but they're defensive when or it's... just don't think people understand mm. the the nuances that go into feminism I, and I how agree. it's different for just different race uh, different races of women absolutely um i love the music the music is great yes dua lipa is my favorite so like dance the night away is like on my and repeat in my head yep um and the acting is really good one thing that i'm like I see online and just enrages me is when I see these idiots, mostly men saying that it's a men hating movie. Like it's men who haven't (laughs) seen it. And also who are probably incels themselves. It is not a man hating movie. Like (laughs) for fucking sake, it is a women empowerment movie. That is not the same thing as a man hating movie. Right. Like sit down, you have your turn all the time this is a movie about women empowerment so like right this has nothing to do with hating men and those are the men that don't understand that feminism isn't a woman's issue feminism fem- feminism is actually an everybody issue and mm-hmm. men should be feminist because it's about equality right <laughs> so yeah it's those men dumb and like 
thinking about, you know, Graham and I are pregnant. We're having a little girl thinking about him seeing that movie. I'm really happy. And it makes me sad to think that maybe there are men out there with daughters that don't see it. Right. And granted, this movie is not going to fix everything. Right. But I think it's a start of just like understanding the woman experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, and, and just understanding that. Cause I think if you are a man and you have a problem with this movie, I think you have a very large insecurity and many, many layered problems. Oh, absolutely. But I think the thing is, is this movie brings a lot of it out in this very awesome comedic way. So mm-hmm. I think you can get men to the movie. I need to take Paul to it because it's it is yeah. really good. But yeah, I mean, I think that it's uh, raising a daughter. It's really hard. You see so much of the conditioning that starts so early, mm-hmm. so early. You're just like, like for example, um, buying bathing suits and. I'm looking at bathing suits and I'm like, there are like all these like tiny little bathing suits for my toddler. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm not going to sexualize my kid. Like, there's just all of this stuff. And like, I go and shop in the boys sections because I'm like, I need a hat for her that isn't frilly or flowery. Mm -hmm. I just need a basic hat. And they don't have those in the quote girls section. I think it's a fine line. I think that, I mean, I think it's that they can still look cute. I think mm-hmm. it's, you know, you don't have to like put them in boxes. I don't know. I No, no. I think that there's just, there's so much conditioning that starts so early. And I think that this is a really great way to, to think about things that maybe we don't see anymore just because we, we live it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So fresh eyes. But yeah, I I liked it. You know, there were certain points where I was like, eh. but overall, I really, I really did like it. And it surprised me Yay! to be honest. I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any, if there's anything else, but there's some good one liners in there that you're just like Mojo Dojo Casa House. Oh my God. Now, and every time I see like just a loser guy, I'm like, you live in a Mojo Dojo Casa House, don't you? <laughs> yes. Every time. Or just oh, one of the quotes that I died at and I can't forget it. It was a uh, Will Ferrell is in the movie. If you haven't Who seen is it. Who's really great in it. I was right? a little nervous. I, I was, was like, too. what is Will Ferrell doing in this movie? I know. I he was really great. A little scared, but no, he does really good. And Somebody says, will it be weird? And he goes, weirder than 2,000 young fathers in a chorus. And I'm like, what? Like, who came up with that? So random, but so funny. Like, see, that stuff I don't find very funny. Oh, see, I'm, yeah. You don't like, like the really stupid, funny stuff. Not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get on with it for a little bit. Not, Not too much. Can't whack me over the head with it. Yeah. Like having her choose between a stiletto and a Birkenstock. Hilarious. (laughs) No, take the Birkenstock. You have to choose this one. Absolutely loved it. Speaking of Birkenstocks, (laughs) which there's like all of this stuff online about the Birkenstock and how it is a like big, I don't know, like not memento. What's the word I'm trying to say? Like a symbol for like lesbian culture. And it is. I that's what it, I saw this whole article about Says it. Says who? Birkenstocks are so popular. That's what I thought, but like because they were relating it to being Kate McKinnon, who is gay, and was like offering her the two options. I just I don't know. I thought it was funny. That's a really deep cut that I don't think I agree with. Like Birkenstocks are really popular, like all over the place. I I mean, 
I would say so. I think it's a really big generalization to say that all lesbians like Birkenstocks. Right. <laughs> I mean, they might, but then other people like Birkenstocks too. I don't know. I like, <laughs> I like them. But anyways, it was like my attempt at the segue to the lesbian wedding. To the, lo- the one with the lesbian wedding. Yes. So this episode, episode 11, our writer is Dottie Abrams. Is it Dottie or Dodie? I never know. I think it's Dottie, but mm-hmm. I, D-O-T-Y. Oh, other thing I wanted to talk about. Yes. Oh, sorry. I just thought had this thought. I like Back it. Back to the Barbie movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't see why men have such a problem with the Barbie movie. Like the men that do have the problem with the Barbie movie and like, this is a man hating f- film. And it's like, there's nothing wrong about this film. Like at the end, I really do think that the point is, is that women and men do need each other in a society. You can't have one society where one is dominating over the other. It doesn't really work that way mm-hmm. um, because the oppressed population is always going to feel less than right. Mm-hmm. And so, but so like, I, I think the movie makes that point when they're telling Ken, you got to have a life outside of Barbie, Ken, right? Yeah. Like what does Ken like? You know, he thought he liked horses, not, you know, he thought he wanted patriarchy, but I think the movie makes that point. So it, it, you have to see the movie. But when I think about like Transformers, um, like Michael Bay movies, mm-hmm. Fast and the Furious movies, mm-hmm. where mostly in these movies, not so much now with Fast and the Furious, but women's only role is to like wear a skin tight outfit. And like start a race. Oh, and be or, in distress. Or just be in distress. Or be a prize to like, fight for. You're telling me that's like not misogyny? Like what? Like they give us nothing to do. And those are, I think, it's just a good example of just like the, what the double women, standard. Double of, standard. You know, that that's exactly what it is, is like. But the, again, these people that are making these arguments are not people that are coming from logic. They no, just want something delusional. To, they just want something to bitch about. And honestly, these are probably people that are like, I don't want to lose my power as like mm-hmm. a white male in the society. So they want to complain about it. Mm-hmm. Those are insecure males. The males that are not insecure are people like Graham who are going to go and take a lot from it. Mm-hmm. Now, did you cry at the montage? Which montage? The end, the mother daughter montage. You know what? I did cry. You did. I think I was crying. I think it's because I was pregnant. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, it actually made me cry at the end when I think it's when she's like holding her hand. I, maybe, maybe not that. I don't think it was a mother daughter montage. I think she was mm. like, take my hand and like helping Barbie go into the real world. Oh, that was the point. Like the very end. Yeah. That got me. Oh, no, the mother daughter montage got, and I went with, three other women and we all have daughters Mm. and well, one of them is pregnant and about to have her baby and it's a girl. And then the other two or other three went with five. My God, we all have daughters and we're just like, Oh my God, are you crying? I'm crying. Are you crying? Yeah, I'm crying. Like maybe I'll feel different once I have my daughter, but yeah, I don't, I didn't, I wasn't like tethered to that. You're also not a crier though. No, I'm not. So like I would be, when you said you cried, I was like, oh God, really? It was at the very, very end. Yeah. That's, I was like, crazy. damn you, Barbie. It got it got in your feels. Did you catch the Disney Channel movie reference? No. Okay. To Did what? 
Did you ever see the movie Gotta Kick It Up with America Ferreira? Yeah. So that their whole thing in that is si se puede. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her husband in Barbie is learning Spanish. Oh, that was hilarious. And he says si se puede so at like, the end. Dad, that, that's a political <laughs> that's a political statement. Yeah. It's cultural appropriation. Right. So that, that was hilarious. That's it was a connection to America oh. Ferrera. Mm-hmm. See, and America Fur has never been one of my favorites. I've never been like, oh my God, I love her. So I was also a little worried knowing she had such a large part. Oh, interesting. So I never watched Ugly Betty, but neither have I. I'm a big Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what I just watched that she was in? I literally just watched it and binged it this week is We Crashed on mm-hmm. Apple TV Plus mm-hmm. um, about the WeWork scandal and all of that. And she was awesome good yeah she was really good yeah. and and hathaway and jared leto oh my gosh Mwah! like chef's kiss amazing actors like mm-hmm. just love them mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I actually really want to watch it because i think um i think that guy is doing something else too he's some back. dumbass gave him more money he's back in the headlines <laughs> see what he does now i think we work stock is trading at like 14 cents a share yeah they're talking about it going bankrupt actually well there you go yeah anyways Shall we talk about Friends? Yeah, we might as well. I guess why we're here. Yeah. Not to talk about the Barbie movie? No. Although I could. A whole podcast Honestly, on it. yeah, we really could. Um, okay, so writer Dottie Dodie Abrams, we don't know. Director is Thomas Schlam. Schlamme's back. Schlamme. And the original air date is January 18th, 1996. Okay. So we're going to talk of, about gay marriage in 1996. That's kind of what I was thinking is like setting the stage. So gay marriage became legal in the United States in 2008 right 11 2011 why did i think 2008 that's what i that's saw when barack obama got elected yeah that's why i'm thinking gay that. marriage was legalized in uh 2011 wow so we are like almost 12 years 11 years don't make me do math oh my yeah God, i mean I it's sad though that like that gay marriage is now under attack again you again. know what i mean with everything else. So mm-hmm. it's crazy how we just go backwards. Right. Which I hate saying gay marriage. Like it is, but I guess it's marriage equality, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, it's just bullshit that yeah. it, anybody has an issue with it, but here okay. we are. So episode recap, I just grouped Mo- Ross and Monica together cause they kind of revolve around the same storyline. Mm-hmm. So Carol and Susan tell Ross they are getting married. This throws Ross for a massive loop. Yes. And I don't think it's because necessarily they're like lesbians getting married. I think it's just it's his ex-wife. Totally. And that's exactly the reaction I had. And I was thinking that I was like, wait a second. Now that I'm seeing this through different eyes is is this because, oh, they're lesbians getting married, but they're really not, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not a legal marriage. I don't think so. I think they played it perfectly because I really think that this is just like your ex is moving on so much faster than you. He's like, they already live together. Like, why do they have to get married? And like Monica did a really good job at telling him like, because they love each other. Do you think that that was like a subconscious political statement there? Because I wondered that. That was like Um, the writer's way of getting that into the storyline. I don't know. I don't know. Um, But he decides he's not going to the wedding. Get it. And then meanwhile, you know, as the Carol and Susan are planning, they ask Monica to cater the wedding because their original vendor dropped out. And Monica's broke and needs the money. 
The original vendor was in a mountain biking accident and is in a full body cast. Oh, was that what happened? I yeah. must have just zoned out. I, I paid attention to that for some odd reason. And I was just like, oh, and you're really happy about that. Cool. She's not some jackass web designer in Colorado, like hypothetically trying to deny. Have you heard about that? Yes. Okay. I'm like. You're looking at me like I'm talking crazy here. It took me a minute to catch up, but yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. Not so. Here we are again. So as Monica is prepping for the wedding, Monica realizes that she's way behind and has to enlist the help of other friends. And by enlist, I mean force the other friends to oh, yeah. you know, help. Help. Absolutely. She goes to get Ross to help and he like doesn't want anything to do with the wedding. She reads him a new one and then makes him like get up she's gonna make a new a new item pigs in ross pigs in ross yeah. yes i think i think that that's like a big sister moment wait even though she's a little sister little sister oh my god i don't know why i screw them up so much that's like a sister moment of just like dude you're doing this for me yeah. get over yourself yeah. i need help yeah and he does it so as they're all working prepping the food carol stops by the apartment and she's really upset because she thinks that they're calling off the wedding. Oh, yeah. Her parents called to say that they aren't coming, that it's too much for them to see their daughter marry a woman. Oof. Dagger to the heart. And when we, we've already talked about it, unfortunately, um, gay marriage was not legalized at this point. So it would have just been a ceremonial marriage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is still okay. Yeah. So... Once her, Carol's parents call, she's, you know, she and Susan got in an argument because Carol was having doubts and Ross talks to Carol and is really, really sweet. And he says, you know, this is about you. And if other people can't handle it, get over it. And if you really love Susan, you need to do it. Oh, that moment. It was really sweet. Good job. Ross. He goes from weenie to like really sweet guy. Totally. He puts his own ego aside for a minute, for a minute and actually like takes the whole situation into account and is just like, no, I'm going to give you friend advice because I still love you and you are my friend. Mm-hmm. And they're also co-parents. They're going to be in each other's yeah. lives forever. So yeah. yeah, you know? Yeah. So at the wedding, we see that Ross now is walking Carol down the aisle in replacement of her parents, which Aww, is so sweet. It is really sweet. Okay. Let's talk about the fashions of this wedding really quick. I know it. <laughs> I don't know what they are. Okay. It's like pieces of it. I'm like, okay, Carol's it's, hat. I could totally see it like a Kentucky Derby party, something like that, but just the hat. It Excuse gave me like old war vibes from Germany. Oh yeah. You know? Like both of Carol and Susan's dresses were just interesting. I so Carol's dress is like the little off the shoulder. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I like that one better. Susan's outfit. The hat, I don't, oh my God. I I was just like, I, they were interesting. They look like they were costumes from a play. Yes, very much so. Like Like, people wouldn't actually wear that. No, absolutely not. They're like drapes. They Yes, drapes. That's a perfect way to describe them. So one other thing that I thought was kind of interesting, not interesting, but like, I was just like looking at the carriage that they brought Ben in on. Oh my God. What was that? I, I could, I kept going back and forth in my head. I was like, is this chic or is this I know, weird? right? I think, I think it could be chic, but in that setting, it was very out of place. It was so bizarre. It was like a, like 1910 Pollyanna carriage or buggy that Monica was pushing down the aisle. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. And I was just like, 
it's it's cute, but it's just like too much. I don't know. <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. Yeah. Oh God. But. So after the ceremony, Susan comes up to thank Ross for what he did, and she's really appreciative. And she asks him to dance because she'll let him lead. I love that. I love their banter. Their banter throughout the whole series is the best. And he agrees. Oh, really sweet. Really sweet. So Carol and Susan are married. Yay. Next up is Phoebe. My favorite. Uh, (laughs) So Phoebe has a massage client, Mrs. Rose Edelman, who died on her massage table. But Phoebe believes that when she died, her spirit went directly into her. This is really extending our like believability here. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) So as the episode goes on, we can see that this woman's, this woman's spirit comes out, you know, as Phoebe is there talking and hanging out with the group, like she changes her voice totally, her speech. Like, it's just like an old woman, like talking. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. It's, I love the, this like challenged Lisa Kudrow a little bit though on yeah. like her yeah it's a good performance for sure it is i like it yeah so phoebe decides to contact the hu- husband of mrs edelman to tell him that she thinks his wife's spirits in her and she's like well does she have any unfinished business like why would she be hanging around <laughs> i love this whole Bless part phoebe. i know this interaction he's like before she died she wanted to see everything mm-hmm. and he's like everything like there's no other no other description. Yep. Everything. That's it. And to have sex with him one last time. <laughs> I love her like, um, I'm sorry, I'm hearing laughing. There's in laughing my head. in my head. I love it. It was so cute. Like he's such a sweet man. And he goes to Joey, oh, had to try. Yeah. And Joey's like, Yeah, oh, wow. So cute. So funny. So later that day, Phoebe then takes takes Mrs. Edelman in her spirit to go sightseeing and try to show her everything. But it just doesn't work. Nope. She's still she's, there. She's still there. She's still hanging on. Until next day at the wedding, the minister is opening up the ceremony. And she's like, we're here to see Carol and Susan get married, blah, blah, blah. And Mrs. Mrs. Edelman is like, oh, now I've seen everything. And leaves. <laughs> yep. But I love Phoebe's like, she's gone. She's gone. It's okay. Yeah. Like, they would totally. That's just so Phoebe to be like, it's good. It's good. Like, instead of embarrassed, you know. Yeah. I love that. I, I don't think Phoebe gets embarrassed. I don't I don't think so. I really don't think she gets embarrassed. There's, there's one episode that I can think of, and it's where Ross gets in her head about a date. Do you remember no. this? Um, so it's when she starts dating Mike, Paul Rudd. And he's like, Well, you've never had a serious relationship. And yeah. so she's like crying so basically he like yes, gets in he her head crying and in like in her insecurities but like but i don't think she's embarrassed i think she's just like insecure at that moment that's a good that's a good point so yeah i don't think i i don't think phoebe gets embarrassed and maybe that's why i like her because she's that's just, a good quality to have she's so true to her convictions mm-hmm. love that so let's talk about rachel mm. rachel's mom sandra has come sandra. into the city to visit her but, oh. but Rachel's really nervous because she's worried her mom's going to think that her life is like a total loss because she like ran out on Barry and gave up all the nice things. I love Rachel's mom. She's she's one of my favorite guest me, stars. Me too. Absolutely love her. She's hilarious. So we see that when Rachel's mom gets there, she's really actually excited for Rachel. She's not judgmental at all, but she drops a bomb that she's 
decided she's considering leaving her father. Oh my God. And you're just like, what? Yeah. Caught off guard. I mean, yeah, she's like, you, you worry about that when you're a kid, but not when you're an adult. Yeah, which is true. Like you mm-hmm. wouldn't, you wouldn't think that after the kids are gone, like you would think that, okay, well then maybe it would happen then, but not like it's either like when the kids are there or right when the kids leave. But after that, it's like, well, why wait so long? I don't know. You never know. You never know. So the next day, Sandra's like, she's, you can tell she's jazzed to be in the city. She like is with her single daughter, wants to be like two single girlfriends. She's like, does anybody have any marijuana? (laughs) She's, this actress is so good. She is so good. And what's new in sex? (laughs) What's new in sex? Which like just horrifies Rachel. And he's like, what? Like nobody wants to hear their mom ask that question. No, absolutely not. I would, uh, I would die. I think my mom would die asking me that question. What's new in sex? What's new? Talk to me. She, you can tell she's just this fabulous woman, fabulous wardrobe. Like that's one thing I said of just her wardrobe throughout this episode. Like one, just the red and black dress when she's introduced at the coffee shop. When she fantastic, she takes the jacket off of her. Rachel takes the jacket off and I'm just like, oh my God, like Mm -hmm. here is where they're setting up like this whole backstory of Rachel and her love for fashion mm-hmm. is her mom. Like mm-hmm. absolutely she has impeccable taste mm-hmm. that Royal blue blouse with the back, the black belt gold mm-hmm. jewelry. So good. Yes. It's like high end nineties, which is cool. Yes. Like, and it's not tacky. Like the woman doesn't own a pair of jeans. No, absolutely. Type not. of vibe. Yes. And so then the purple button up dress yeah. at the wedding, it's like just so good. Yeah. And you, you can't tell she definitely has, um, inspiration polls from or Rachel has inspiration polls from her for fashion. Cause it's, it's so good. Yep. I love it. They, they nailed it. They really did. Mm-hmm. Costume department does a really good job on the show. Eh, well, for the standout stuff, sometimes <laughs> some things we have problems with. So it's, it's sweet. Cause Rachel's like, basically like, what the hell? Like you just come here, you drop this bomb. Like what is going on? And it's sweet. Cause her, her mom is like, you didn't marry your, ba- your Barry. But I married mine. And you're like, oh, my God, this poor Sandra lady. I know. And you're just like. Now she's having her, like, not midlife crisis, but, like, later crisis of just. Well, maybe it is midlife crisis of just, like, you know what? This is not what I wanted for my life. But now she's got the nice man, alimony, and she can do whatever the hell she wants. Absolutely. Yeah. But she can't falter for that. Nope. So the next day, they attend the wedding. She has a blast. And Rachel's like, just got to let her mom forge her own path. Is there alcohol? Is there more alcohol here? I know. So funny. One of those moments, again, where, like, you parent your parents. Yeah, it's that's definitely, like, a weird one. Your parents are acting a fool. Yeah. I hope I never have to do that. I think it would be, honestly, much harder to be a grown adult having your parents divorce because you know so much more than a child. That's my take. But right. Like, there's, yeah, you're just, you're built into that reality, too. Yeah. And you're just, like, I'm so aware of everything going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be really hard. So last little, 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 little line, but mm-hmm. I wanted to throw it in here of Joey. Yep. Joey's first air uh, episode airs on Days of Our Lives. Yay. He's actually not bad at soap opera acting. It is his, what did I say? He is meant to be. His, his niche, bread bar, his niche, butter. whatever. Yeah. yeah. He And it's so cute because he tells the group that he has a new coworker and she tells him how to smell the fart acting. <laughs> oh my God. That's one of my favorite lines. It's so good. It, the it's fart so acting. Good. Spell the fart acting. But, and the episode ends back at the apartment after the wedding. The group's talking about, like, who's the first to get married. Ross is like, well, I've already been married. 
Phoebe's already been married, but then they're like, okay, well, the last person to get married is definitely going to be Chandler. Yes. Which I still find funny, the fact that they think Joey's going to get married at this point in the show before Chandler. Uh, I think my whole thing would be Joey's, Joey's got game. He dates a lot, so someone's going to lock him down. Chandler He's doesn't gonna, have game. I, I could see Joey being like the George Clooney, like later in life, you know? Yeah. Waiting for his Amal. Yeah. <sighs> that woman. She's yeah. amazing. Okay. Let's take a break and then let's talk background research and anything else. Okay. And we're back. You okay over there? No, I can't handle what you just told me. I had to, I had to deliver some harsh news to Natalie. Okay, those who don't know me, I'm really, really big into words, and I I attribute this to my mom because she's got a huge vocabulary, and I hate when people pronounce words wrong. So, like, if you say supposedly, I want to wring your neck. It's supposedly with a D as in dog, not a B as in boy. Apparently, I say, like, when I, like, Something I attach to, I say resonate, which yeah, is not a word. It's not a word. It's resonate. It yeah. resonates with me. <laughs> and I say resignate. Now I just and you say it a lot. Too. I do. I do. That I love that word. So now I'm really ashamed because I should have known better. Shame. Shame. Yeah. You, you can know what? That's okay. Flog me in the street. But this is true friendship because anybody else wouldn't have told me that. <laughs> But I'm Tiana like, does. You know, I was thinking the other day, I don't think Natalie knows what that was. <laughs> I would have not known that had we not been podcasting for 20, 30, 40 some episodes. Hey, you know. 30 some episodes. <laughs> That's okay. See, this is just making us better humans, this mm-hmm. podcast, right? Exactly. So resonate, resonate. Yeah. I will. No, there's no G. There's no G resonate and like if i went to go spell it i would have spelled it right yeah but like why did i why does my pronunciation go to resignate like resignation that's a word like her resignation yeah that is a word but resignate is not it is not so now that we've got that done all right i'm fine now i feel like i externally verbalized all of that i'm good <laughs> had and to get it out there now deep into our background research so like we talked about despite them getting married carol and susan um gay marriage was not legalized in new york until 2011 which is crazy that seems so late i know but like i guess okay <laughs> i yeah it it Jesus. It's one of those things too, where I was thinking about this, you know, our kids are going to be like, Hey, do you remember when, you know, marriage equality didn't exist? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Uh, Like Mm -hmm. for the very first 20 years of my life. Right. So it's, it's one of those things where it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's so crazy to think about like, yeah, I remember when, Mm -hmm. but, Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because like, this this portraying of a lesbian couple getting married it was not like it was not common Mm-mm. right so it was definitely pushing the envelope a little bit which is pathetic absolutely and it, do you notice that they don't have them kiss 
Yes. And I think that that's on purpose too, because that's also a very big deal. Mm -hmm. So because of that, like shortly before the episode aired, NBC actually hired 200 part-time operators to take what they were expecting would be like a flood of phone complaints. Right. Um, And I would have thought the same thing too. Like if I was working at that time, but they actually only received 11 phone calls. Good. That makes me so happy. 11 too many, but good. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. Like It makes me happy that, you know, especially the Friends viewership were like, good. That's 1996. I mean, it's interesting because like I was seeing that the episode, like it, it really didn't attract a lot of a press, a lot of press attention. Like it, it really didn't. But there were two networks that refused to air the episode it was KJAC TV in Port Arthur, Texas. Not a shock. No shit. WLIO in Lima, Ohio. Also not a shock. <laughs> Citing objectable, objectionable content. What? <laughs> I object to your objection. Fuck off. Yeah, you can absolutely fuck all the way off Lima, Ohio and Port Arthur, Texas, but I'm not surprised at all. But yeah, like you said, there really wasn't a whole lot of media coverage on this and I'm glad because I think that that would have detracted from just it being what it was Mm -hmm. you know standalone Mm -hmm. but um so this is cool Carol and Susan ceremony is actually officiated by Candace Gringrich Gringrich Gingrich Gingrich I can never say that so she is a gay rights activist and actually sister to conservative congressman Newt Gingrich. Which is so funny. Love it. Oh my God. Absolutely love it. Thanksgiving must be interesting. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Oh my gosh. Because they're both big heavy hitters on complete opposite sides of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. love to see that table. Fly on the wall. Fly on the wall. You know what? I actually do believe like, let's discuss a little politics at Thanksgiving. I want to see some potatoes fly. Oh, I'd be down. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. For sure. Christmas, bring it on. Yeah, let's talk about women's bodies rights, you know, (laughs) reproductive rights. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that was kind of a really, really fun casting. I love that. And I always thought, who, like, that woman seems really important. Who is she? (laughs) I did. I I thought that was a cool thing to realize that, like, they actually took their time to select somebody. Yeah. um, Important to officiate. In the show. Definitely a big hammer, or not a hammer, but a, a comment on the Republican Party's anti-gay rights stance mm-hmm. and the contract with America pla- mm-hmm. platform. Mm-hmm. Bite me. Um, so one other actress that's in here that I absolutely love, and I was thinking, like, how could I, could I retrace this back? I'm sure I could, but um, Leah Delaria. Delara. Leah Delara. So she is the one who hits on Phoebe. Oh, okay. At the reception. She is, um, she plays a woman in prison in Orange is the New Black. Okay. I absolutely adore her. Okay. I think she's fabulous. I've never watched that show. Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. It, I read the book. Now, keep in mind, the book is Oh, also, it's a book? It's a true story. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. So- the woman who wrote the book and had the experience, she she did actually go to prison. And the book is about her overall experience. But what they did is they kind of took it 
they Game of Thrones it basically, <laughs> and they said <laughs> they TV they Hollywoodized it. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. So they said sensationalized. We're gonna take like some of the things you saw or heard others see, and we're mm-hmm. gonna kind of put it together. But basically, like as the show went on, it was less about like her experience, mm-hmm. and they just kind of created the characters. Mm-hmm. But it's really great. Like I really highly recommend it. They have a lot of really great narratives on current events and and problems, especially in prison reform. Real, but yeah, yeah, the book's also really good. But so, where were you going with this? Leah Delaria, isn't it? <laughs> the woman who hits on Phoebe. Oh, but I thought we were talking about Marlo Thomas. No, no, I wanted to connect Leah Delaria to. I think I could eventually connect her to Marlo Thomas, but I gave up. Oh, you were doing like a Kevin Bacon situation. I was totally trying to Kevin Bacon. I did not follow that whatsoever. I'm so I was sorry. like, what? <laughs> Did that not resonate with you? <laughs> My God. No. <laughs> so anyways, like Tiana said, Marlo Thomas plays Sandra Green, Rachel's mom. I must have blacked out there when you were talking because I was like, I totally thought we were talking about Marlo Thomas. And I was like, but what does she have to do with Orange is the New Black? <laughs> You're like, where? where's Marlo Thomas and oh Orange is the New Black? We're, okay. Marlo Thomas plays Sandra Green, Rachel's mom. Yes. Back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually received an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy Series. As she should have. She was phenomenal. And I don't know why she didn't win. I know. Bullshit. Who won? I want to know who won because that is bullshit. She yeah. she did fabulous. Um, yeah. And we talked about her wardrobe and just, oh, it's just beautiful. Her jewelry, too. It's like chunky without being like. Gaudy. Gaudy. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. I love I loved her earrings with that red dress. They were just like these cute black square earrings with like white X's on them. They were so cute. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. They're good. So Marlo Thomas, I was kind of doing some digging and she actually is known for like her comedic takes on stuff. I'm not surprised. The woman is hilarious. Oh, absolutely. She, so she was most known for the show that girl and it aired from 1966 until 1971. Mm-hmm. And it's all about, Marlo Marlo Thomas is an aspiring actress. She moves from her hometown in New York to try to make it big in New York City. So she has to take all these like offbeat jobs. And so she's basically like Joey, (laughs) but better, but better. Yeah. So it makes sense. It's witty and it looks really fun. I watched the trailer and I was just like, oh my God, this is kind of cute. Oh yeah. So she's awesome. I love the name Marlo too. M-A-R-L-O. That's really cute. Yeah. And she comes back this season too. Oh yeah. She comes back this season. And then I think she also comes back later in the series. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's yeah. just, she's fabulous. The one she comes back later in this season is one of my f- like top five favorite episodes. Which one is that? The one with two parties. Oh my God. I love that one. It's really good. Yes. Um, Another deep cut mm. from the episode was when, Phoebe's talking and Mrs. Edelman is coming through and she makes a reference to Soupy Sales. Oh God. I was like, who the hell is that? I thought it was Sippy Sales. I would, soupy sales. would never have fixed, figured out that at all. No. So Soupy Sales is an American comedian and actor best known for a t- uh, children's television show, Lunch with Soupy Sales. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. That is, that is a deep ass cut. Yeah. I wonder how many people actually got that. Sometimes friends will pull out these references and you're like, what? I know. Like there is a part where Chandler, oh, he's singing something to uh, Rossi's like the bitterest man in the living, living room, room for oh. Mr. Rogers. 
Is, is that Mr. It's Mr. Rogers? Rogers. Okay, neighbor. Yeah. yeah, that's why he says that. Yeah. And I was just like, Won't you be my neighbor? Yeah. It's the same tune of Won't You Be My Neighbor to Who's the Bitterest Man in the Living Room. Thank you. Okay. I was like, I don't know exactly what that is, but it's a deep one. Which like Chandler didn't really have a, a storyline, but I thought he was really funny in this episode, especially at the wedding where he's just like, my life is like an entire lesbian wedding. <laughs> like, oh my God. Penis schmenis. Yeah. Okay, We're all just people. It's like, what the fuck? Trying to like, pick up women at the lesbian wedding and he just can't do it. And then like Joey's like, I feel so like hopeless in here. Like all these women and nothing. like I'm Superman with yeah. a cape and yeah. And Chandler's like, this is what I feel every day of my life. My life is just one big lesbian wedding. <laughs> some good lines, some funny ones. Yeah, I like those a lot. Yeah. Did you have a problem with your best friend in front of me? Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. I had a problem with my friend of me. I have my best me too. friend. Who's your best friend? Ross. Ross is my best friend too. Yeah. I think for stepping up. Yeah. He put himself aside. That was mm-hmm. great. I loved mm-hmm. it. And he was a good friend. I kind of cheated on friend of me. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Do you want me to tell you what I did? Yeah. I put Carol's parents. Oh, that's so cheating. I know, right? That's a bendy rule. They're not, they're like not even guests. Uh, in, like I, I really cheated on this one. Like, but like, come on, L- like calling out the day before your daughter's wedding. Like that's fucked up. Yeah. So I'm just going to take it as guest star slash Carol's parents. Slash non-existent <laughs> character yeah. in this. I can't do that. I'm not going to do it. Okay. So who are you thinking? I was really annoyed with Monica at one point. Making, <laughs> you didn't think she was funny? Oh, just making it about her. It was such a small por- portion of it. Like, Am I still going to get paid? Is <laughs> something less selfish? Right. Exactly. Like, And then she's like demanding everybody like peel, chop, dice. Like. Eh. See, that doesn't bug me. I love it. Uh, I don't know. Not this the is, like, not the like, am I still going to get paid part? Oh, just right, like right. ordering everybody around. This is such a hard one because I don't know that anybody really deserves to take my wind. Like, mm-hmm. I think everybody did a really good job. Maybe, you know what? Okay. I'm going to give it to Rose Edelman. Rose Edelman. I love that. Because she stuck around and made Phoebe do her bidding. Yes. Spirit with unfinished business. You yes. are the frenemy. Right. I like that. I like that. That was a good, <laughs> good pivot there. Thank you. It's <laughs> a good one. Yeah. Cause like definitely like Phoebe would be a very annoying. Oh like, yeah. If Carol's parents didn't do the, such a nasty thing, I would have picked Phoebe. Yeah. Cause Rose Edelman is annoying. She is. She is really annoying. Butterscotch? Yeah. In the middle of the wedding? No. No. No, thank you. Um, Joey's sandwich rating? I give this a four. A four? Yeah, I think I'm solid on the four. I don't think it's a five. Like, my fives, I'm realizing it's like, those are the ones that I can quote the whole episode. Oh, I can quote all these episodes. But, like, yeah, I know these episodes. Like, and these ones are the ones that I, like, gravitate towards. So... Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a basic. It's not a three. I don't think it deserves anything under a three. And I don't think it's a five. So it's right in the middle. I, I gave it a three, um, but a very high three, mm-hmm. really because of Marlo Thomas, Rachel's oh, mom. She so was really, really great. Yeah. Um, When we go back and re-rank, I could see me lifting this up to a four. I could see you too. I could see it lifting up to a four. For Marlo Thomas alone. Yeah. I just love her. Yeah. Do you have any marijuana? (laughs) 
So what's new in sex? <laughs> she is really good. Yes. Oh, do I want to give it a four? I really love her in this. She's so great. I don't know. I can't tell you what to do. I'm going to keep it a three for now. Okay. We'll go back and re-rank. Yeah. So it'll come. So the next episode is the one after the Super Bowl part one. Oh, okay. Is this our Thanksgiving? No, because we've passed no. the Thanksgiving. Yeah, we've pa- we're in January now. Okay. Super Bowl, February. Oh, true. <laughs> we're just talking about the NFL before we started recording. Yeah. We might may or may not be sort of out of it. Um, yeah. So I think I, I saw a little preview, so I've I always forget what this one is. I was just gonna say I'm trying to rack my brain and I can't remember. Once this you one. once you watch it, you'd be like, Oh duh. Yes, yes, yes. And we're getting closer and closer to the end of season two, which I all we all know how season two, if you've watched the series, like kind of goes. So I'm just like ready. Because again, I like here the, we are. I think the up. latter half of season two is much better than the first half of season two. Yes. I will say season three, though, is my favorite like overall season. Really? Except for the very last two episodes. Okay. That's it. Okay. So that was the one with the lesbian wedding, season two, episode 11. Whoop, whoop. Next episode will be halfway through the, the season two. Yay. So thanks for listening to the Pivot Podcast. You can rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow along on Instagram at the Pivot Pod. Email us at don't take my wind, don't take my wind at gmail.com with all your questions, comments. No resignations, please. Bye. Bye.